Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. Finding a supportive community abroad can make the world of difference when you are struggling to adjust. Sometimes all you need to feel more settled and happy is to know that you are not alone. In this episode, I chat with Elizabeth Camprubi, who moved from Spain to Toronto in 2012. I guess we live in a, in a society that everything needs to be perfect. Uh, Canada, I feel one of the biggest things that has been teaching me is that through struggle, I've learned become to be more vulnerable and to really open up. So when I am struggling, I share it. And I ask for help, which is really difficult sometimes, right? Be vulnerable, because at the end of the day, sometimes we are struggling with things that we feel that we don't want to share because we may feel like weird or we are different or people are going to judge us. And then when we open up, we realize that so many people are going through the same thing. So no one is alone. When Elizabeth started struggling with loneliness, culture shock and language barriers, she turned to yoga and quickly realized the life-changing benefits that it can bring to someone starting over abroad. She shares with us the importance of slowing down and listening to yourself and introduces us to her newly launched community, Newcomers Through Yoga. Let's start the show. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, how are you? I'm very well, thank you so much. Yay, I'm so happy to be finally sitting down with you. You're such a ray of sunshine and I already know that this episode is going to be such positive energy and joy and <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited as well and, and ready to share my experience in Canada. Yay. Yeah, I honestly think it's something to do with Spanish blood. Like every single Spanish person I've ever met, they just have this addictive energy. You just want to dance and laugh and always be around them so you're definitely no exception to that welcome you have that energy as well <laughs> and we're going to try not to just have a whole 45 minutes of us laughing we'll try and say some some words but... okay 100%. <laughs> amazing so elizabeth is joining us from the middle of her quarantine as you just recently landed in toronto after spending some time back in your hometown in spain right exactly yes yeah you actually stayed in the government approved hotel as well i bet you'll be so relieved when you're finally free when will that be that's that's correct it's actually pretty intense uh, we're in the middle of it, um, but very positive for what's coming up. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to complain much because I'm happy to be back. So, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for it. Wow, yeah. And I, I bet it was definitely worth it as well, right? Like you got to spend some quality time with your family and you also got your certification in stand-up paddleboard yoga, which is really cool. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, going back home, obviously, it's always nice. Uh, visiting family and friends, uh, especially when you are living abroad for for so long and yeah this time was a little bit longer which I was able to really settle down spend time with everyone and really take the time for me 
Uh, so that was very good. And yes, definitely, I was doing a lot of yoga, meditation, just uh, going around. And I decided to get the sub-yoga certification, which I'm really excited to share the practice here in Toronto as well. Yeah, amazing. I caught glimpses of that Spanish scenery that you were practicing <laughs> for the course. And I was like, oh, there's definitely worse classrooms out there. <laughs> Look like a great one. Yeah. Amazing. So you're back with your sister too. So at least you have company for your quarantine, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're, nice. I'm not alone. Does so she live in, how long has she lived in Canada for? The same amount of time or? Uh, no, she was here for a year and now she's back again nice. with another visa. So... Uh, that's why we were able to came together. Lovely. Following in the big sister's footsteps. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good to have a family member here too. Oh yeah, I'm so jealous. I always go on to my parents about moving to Canada and then my life would be perfect. It's just I miss them. That's the one sad part. So if they could just move to Canada, I'd be so happy. But my dad is always so, so, so anti-snow. <laughs> he would never. He's such a sun bunny. He's just like, never. I'm never going to move there. It's too cold. So I know. And every time I go to Spain, people is like, because I'm a, I'm a person that I normally get cold easily. Yeah. And they say, oh, but you live in Canada? <laughs> It's like, yeah, you know, but I never get used to cold. Like, I always tend to get warm uh, clothes and, and just to feel cozy all the time. So, yeah, I know it's a thing, but you, you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You try to anyway. <laughs> you just have yes. to dress more and more layers and layers and layers. Exactly. Amazing. So let's hear all about Spain. So my family's holiday of choice every single summer growing up, before we moved to France, we'd head to Almeria. Awesome. That was where my parents chose to take us on our family vacation. So I got some great childhood memories of these beautiful beach holidays and lots of tapas with them. So uh, whereabouts in Spain are you originally from? So uh, I was born in a small town in the countryside of Barcelona. Uh, the name is uh, Pudridge. It's actually a really small town of around 5,000 people. So as you can imagine, it's super small compared to Toronto. <laughs> and I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I grew up up in the mountains. Uh, yeah, really surrounded by nature and just very quiet place uh, where everybody knows everybody. It's just uh, mm -hmm. very familiar. It was very nice. Uh, so obviously moving to Canada was a big, big change for me. So yeah, I love, I love my hometown actually. And I guess when you move abroad and then you go back, It's when you really value things, you see yes. uh, what you are kind of missing the most and what it used to be and now it's different, so... I know. I'm the same way. I go back to England and my friends are laughing at me because I'm in the grocery store and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like hugging chocolate bars. Like, ah! Exactly. Everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like skipping down the streets, like, look at all this history. And everyone's like, what is wrong with you? That's so funny. But yeah, yeah. you're so right. You just appreciate it so much more. I totally share that because when you go back, it's like eating all the things that you normally don't eat here or just trying the little things that, yeah, you cannot do here because obviously it's different. So, yeah, people have uh, laugh about me as well, <laughs> especially, especially with desserts. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Which ones do you love from there? Uh, well, it's nothing I, I cannot really tell, but they are specific cookies or even what I love from there that I eat here as well, but I don't feel, it, I don't feel it's the same. It's bread with tomato, mm -hmm. just rabbit tomato. Uh, yeah, I love it. And it like just, olive oil uh, as well? Or? Olive oil, yeah. Pan yeah. con tomate, olive oil. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you can get that here, but I feel like 
It doesn't taste the same. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. The tomatoes. I remember, I think it was my French guest. She was like, the tomatoes aren't tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. So you really went from small town to, to, to Toronto. That's, yes. that's wild. I love what I love about Spain is that you just have so many different landscapes, right? You can go to the ocean, you can go to the mountains, you can go to a big city. Yeah. Um, to be honest, what I really miss from there is driving because everything is so close. Mm. And yes, for example, I could get a, my own car here, but I feel like I live in the middle of the city. I don't really need it because I just get my bike or I just walk or TTC and you just get to all the places. Uh, but there, uh, everything is so close, like um, in just an hour, you are either up to the mountains or you can go to the beach. There are so many different things that you can do. And in just 20 minutes, you are in some new spot. So I love that too. Everything's much more close together. Yeah, here you need at least two hours to get to some quiet space. <laughs> That's a big difference for me. And I remember when I moved to Toronto, uh, during the first months, the first thing that I really was looking for were different parks where I could just walk or run or, or breathe. Uh, because at the beginning, I felt that the city was too much for me. Uh, but yeah, then I got used to it and, and it's wonderful. I love living here. But yeah, just mm -hmm. those little adjustments, obviously, that uh, they get you over time. Yeah. I definitely miss... Uh, driving around and just having everything accessible, especially in nature, because I, I love nature. I love hiking. I love parks. And yeah, it's just different. I always say that it's kind of two different lifestyles. So they yeah. are not really comparable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess you, there's, there's things that you can go outside of the city for. And if you love those kind of things, you have to really just make more effort, I guess, here to, yeah. to kind of make yourself leave and, and go on these big road trips. I guess that's kind of part of the Canadian lifestyle. You go on hours and hours of road trips rather than just nipping to the beach or. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So you started thinking about living and working overseas quite young, right? You were about 14 when you first started you know, thinking of studying English abroad. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about that process of dreaming about that. And then what took you to Canada? Yeah. So when I was 14, I remember I had a friend who went to study English abroad. It was those summer camps. And I was like, oh, I really want to do this. But my parents at the time were like, you are too young. <laughs> mm. So I was like, whatever, whenever I get uh, 18 years old, uh, I'm going to do that. But then at the time I went to university, I wanted to do Erasmus, uh, but they didn't give me the place that I wanted to, that I applied for and I, and I wanted to go, which was actually California at the time. Wow, uh, yeah. yeah, good choice. Um, exactly. So then I said, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to wait and I'm going to see what life prepares uh, for me. So I just waited and... When I finished my master's degree, I actually um, got, um, I don't know if it's called a scholarship, but basically the government, uh, you can apply for some grants where they allow you to actually go for a month somewhere in another part of the world to really learn a new language and explore the world. And I got it. So I was very excited because one of my friends from my master's actually was coming to Canada. And I said, if I get the scholarship, I'll come with you. And it really happened. And I, it was just, I didn't even think about it. So uh, I came here in 2012 uh, just for uh, four months. So the first month was just with the family. Everything was coordinated with um, 
the scholarship. So I took classes to learn the language and then I stayed with the family. And then with a friend, actually, we spent the next three months uh, at a basement. At the time, we didn't have much money. So we just rented a basement for the three months uh, to just really explore Canada and have fun and travel and really practice the language as well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what was your English like back then when you first landed with that? Was it a Canadian family, I'm guessing, they took you in in Toronto? Yes, yes, it was a Canadian family. Um, and then my English was kind of intermediate, I would say. Uh, I feel like at the time, it was very hard for me to really understand the different accents because obviously here in Canada, we have so many people uh, from around the world, but that the challenge that I had was to really uh, understand properly. But uh, it was very exciting. I, I really loved that. Uh, the fact that you were able to meet so many people, learn so many different things. But then I really had to practice my ear to really be able to communicate properly. Uh, so then at the time, I just applied for a work permit because being here for so many months, I was like, I really want to work. I want to get experience in my field. And then I went back to Barcelona. And after a year, because I got my visa, I just came back in 2014 until today, basically. So nice. I never expected it to be seven years. Uh, I expected it to be just for a year. And But then things started happening. And I was like, I'm comfortable here. I love the place. I'm growing and I'm feeling comfortable. So here I am. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yes. And the friend that came with you, the one that put you on this path to Canada, is she still in Canada too? Are you in touch? Uh, we are in touch, but she's not here anymore. Oh. Yeah. Well, shout out to her. What's her name? For bringing Elizabeth to Canada. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's like uh, I came here with two friends. The first who was studying with me, her name is Claudine. So... I came here because of her, actually, but then the friend who actually stayed with me, her name is Alba. So we ended up seeing the three of us at the basement. Uh, it was such a great experience, like something new that you have to go through, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so nice to just have someone to go through it with as well. You weren't by yourself. You know, that isolation is a real thing that a lot of people struggle with. And you probably still did struggle with that. But at least you had each other, I think. Right. And you could practice English together, too. Did you like, force yourself to speak English together? Or? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but we were pretty much outside because we wanted to do things and explore. So we were always going around and wow. speaking and meeting new friends. Yeah. So that was exciting. I think that's so interesting what you said about if you're learning English as a second language, if you come to Toronto, there are so many accents. Because yep. for me, obviously, I, I know that there's accents, but English is my first language. So I never would have even thought about that, too. That's so mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it must be so hard to, you know, learn a language. But then everyone's pronunciation of every word is different. It's very you don't know different. What's right. Yes, it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> Even my, my cousin, uh, she has been living in London for a while. Well, I think pretty much the same t the same amount of time that I've been living in Canada. And our accents are completely different. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really cool. I love that. I love yeah. all the different accents, though. It makes everyone so interesting. I love if it. If we all had the same accent, it would be so boring. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so you really went through every immigration process possible, right? You I had a study did. permit, then you had a work permit, then permanent residency, and then most recently, citizenship. I'm so jealous. Yes, that was... It's been, it's been a, a, a pretty long process. At least what I've seen from outside, like living the Canadian dream, it, it looks like so easy, but it's not. I mean, you go through challenges. Of course, you go through so many beautiful moments. 
but specifically talking about visas, it's not easy at all. No. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of myself. And sometimes I think that people who go and live abroad, uh, sometimes it's like, maybe you don't give yourself credit to all the things that you go through. And then even my friends sometimes like, but you don't see all the things that you've done since you moved there. And it's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you need little cheerleaders and reminders. Yeah, it's so true. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. You know, I feel super proud. I feel happy to be a Canadian too, <laughs> which yeah. is just, it still sounds strange for me. But uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy about that. Amazing. So you have your Canadian passport and your Spanish passport, yes. your dual. Exactly. Cool. I have Amazing. both. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what was both. the most stressful application, do you think, out of all of those permits and things? What Ooh. was the most stressful um, one? The most stressful one for me was the PR, the permanent mm. residence, uh, just because what happened to me is I came here with a working holiday visa, which is, I think, pretty much the one that everyone gets when you just want to come here and explore Canada. Then I was lucky enough to actually be very persistent about staying here. And I started applying for jobs and I got a company who decided to keep me for another year. And I got the young professionals visa, which was amazing. And then what happened is while I was still working for that company, I said, okay, I'm going to apply for PR. Uh, But then because it goes through a point system, it was so hard, like points were super high at the time. Uh, and I ended up getting into the, into the pool. But by the time I got into the pool, my visa at the time was almost expiring. So I was just getting so stressed to really get into the pool. So yeah, I finally made it on time. And then after that, everything went smoothly. <laughs> but it was very stressful. Yeah, I feel like that's a mistake that every single person makes that I've spoken to, including myself. You yeah. know, I just left it. You get your work permit and you're just like, smooth sailing, yeah. cruising, I'm loving life. But then you leave it so late and then you're like, oh my God, like it's going to expire and the permanent residency application is not processed yet. And, ah, like it's just so stressful. I did the same thing. But um, yeah, I had my bridge one. As, yeah, exactly. Me too. But even that, I feel like PR, because they ask you so many information, it's like 10 years of your life, they want to know so <laughs> right. much detail about you that... Yes, yeah. I moved around so much, I had so many addresses, it was so stressful <laughs> to like get all the addresses for 10 years ago, I was like, where was I living? I've just moved around so much. Exactly. That was crazy. Yeah. But that's good that <laughs> but you're here. we that's made amazing. it. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Woo! So that's awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, you mentioned rightly that you're proud of yourself uh, for everything you've achieved. Um, Run us through some of the the biggest struggles that that you face throughout this whole journey, moving to Canada since 2012. um, What are some of the biggest struggles that that you've I feel like um, my journey, it's been kind of a roller coaster, and I believe for so many people too, but just talking about myself. I've been in the design field for many years, for more than 10 years. I studied uh, engineering and industrial design, which is very different from actually what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then my master's degree was in design and communication. So I always wanted to do something creative, uh, be in the design field. So uh, when I came to Canada, of course, I wanted to look for a design job. The beginning, of course, uh, you think that because Canada has so many opportunities, you're gonna ha- you're gonna get a job right away, which is not true. Maybe for some, yes, but for me, it was not the case. Um, I was expecting to be so easy that when I came, 
the struggle was real. <laughs> so I started applying for jobs. But again, I mean, uh, they were asking me for Canadian experience, which I didn't have. Uh, so I started working as a waitress in different places uh, just to pay the rent. That's what That was my biggest priority at the time. And of course, I was still dealing with improving the language because uh, at the time I was not that fluent speaking English. So it took me two months, which I'm pretty, it's pretty good actually to get the job as a designer. <laughs> I thought, it, wow, yeah, yeah. That is amazing. It took me two hustle, months. hustle. Yeah, it took me two months, two months, two months and a half, more or less. Uh, but still, I remember those two months and a half being pretty intense. <laughs> It could, you could put so much pressure on yourself though like getting a job is like this massive thing and you think okay that's the goal and once I get that it'll all fall into place and everything will be amazing but yeah. you know you put so much pressure on it but you're missing you know those two months as a waitress I bet you met people and you improved your English and you're already achieving so much during that time and you can't just chalk it up as this massive failure I feel like I did the same thing too yeah. until I got that job I'm not a success, right? But yeah, and to be honest, uh, I was getting so many comments from back home like, oh, if you have to go to Canada to work as a waitress, why you don't come back? And I was like, no, mm. like I'm here to really... It's a process, Exactly. <laughs> I was like, if I cannot get the job that I want in six months, at least I'm going to be able to improve my language, uh, like to learn English, to meet new people, to have this experience. Uh, if I see obviously that this is the biggest struggle and I'm not getting what I want, yes, then I'm going to consider coming back earlier maybe, I don't know. But I was very persistent about, I want to do this and I'm going to get it. And I'm so happy I did. Mm -hmm. I started working as a company, as a, as a UX UI designer. And it was amazing. I mean, uh, it was my first uh, Canadian experience as a designer in Canada. And after that, things started going smoothly. So, but I mean, outside of the job situation, uh, one of the things that I was really struggling was feeling lonely and meeting new people. I mean, we still have like, I think every country has their own um, group of friends from their country, like speaking the same language, yeah. which is nice because you get supported. You have, you are, you are being surrounded with people within the same uh, culture. Mm -hmm. But the first year for me was like, I don't want to be around people who speak the same language as me because my goal was to really improve English. Yeah. So I did that. Uh, but yes, I was struggling a lot. I was feeling very lonely. Uh, it was hard for me to really do things in, in general. Like I, I, you have doubts. Uh, you don't know if you're doing the right thing. There are days it's like, I really want to get out of here. <laughs> but then mm -hmm. there are other moments it's like, I want to do it like I want to do it I want I'm, I'm here I know it's not easy but I'm gonna keep pushing myself to really make the life that I want even if sometimes you don't know where you are going because that's also a reality when I came here I was like I don't even know what I'm doing I'm just gonna try and see what happens and what really helped me is that before coming to Canada I was doing kinesiology with with a professional in Spain and he said If you cannot practice this in Canada, I would recommend you to start yoga and meditation. So I was like, okay. <laughs> But I never did yoga and meditation before coming to Canada. So that was a big thing for me. Um, because when I started the practice of yoga, I remember my first day, I just walked into the room. It was a reduced heat room. So of course, you can imagine the situation where 
your English is not good. You are just looking at the teacher and everyone else doing yoga and you just need to keep looking at everyone to really follow the poses mm, and the movements yeah. because you don't know. So well, it's a whole different vocabulary too. <laughs> it's not even English. It's like it's all these words you have to learn, right? It's not even I can't imagine that's crazy. Yeah, so this was after being two months here and I remember towards the end of the class I just started crying in the middle of the class and I mean in silent in, in silent <laughs> but the teacher saw me and she came to me and she's like are you okay and I just we went out the room and I told her like I'm just new here I'm just dealing with so many things I'm stressed out it's my first time doing yoga and she's like that's completely normal you are just opening up so let it out and yeah she's just calmed down and I entered the room again so That was my first experience, and then I decided to keep going to yoga, and what I found is that being there uh, allowed me to have the space that I didn't have in the middle of the day of so many things to think about, so many things to worry about, that it was that moment for me that allowed me to really listen to myself, to pause, and to not worry about things outside of that room that eventually I started building a routine. And even at the beginning, I was really um, comparing or kind of what was reminding me the practice of yoga was to gymnastics because I used to do gymnastics since I was a kid. So being able to build the strength and flexibility really and expressing my body was uh, what was kind of bringing me back to when I used to do gymnastics. And it was, yeah, it really changed my life until one day I was like, I really want to know more about this philosophy. I really want to learn more about the alignment, how to do proper poses. I want to get better at it. So I remember looking at online about being certified as a yoga instructor. This was after three years of practicing. And after two weeks of uh, seeing that they were starting a, a like course, And I didn't even think about it. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I just did it. And it was amazing. <laughs> it right. Because you can amazing. do it and then not teach. It's not like you're signing up to be an instructor. Exactly. It's, it's just another step yeah. step up, isn't it? Right? Well, that was my intention too. It was like, I'm not going to be doing this for teaching. It was just for me as an internal practice. But then yeah. what I realized as well is that I learned so much about the philosophy. I just fell in love with it. And... Because obviously you have to teach in order to get the certification. Uh, at the beginning, even it was difficult for me because I had to learn everything in English. So you can imagine uh -huh. teaching in English when it's not my first language. But I started loving the fact that the practice helped me so much in my stay in Canada that I wanted to give back this as an option for other people who come to Canada as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's so yeah. important because it's so true. You, you find that you found that passion and then, it, you know, that first time was maybe overwhelming and then you just still thought that you had something that, that really appealed to you in that. So you just kept going. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I'm, I've, I myself, I've practiced yoga quite a lot, but very infrequently, though. Like I like to I like to see sweat and exhaustion as like <laughs> indicators that I've worked hard and achieved something. So I'm very like surface value in that way so in case there are others who struggle with you know slowing down like me tell us a little about 
yeah, like you mentioned the different benefits that it brings, like flexibility, strength. Um, you've obviously found so many more benefits as well. So oh, just yeah. um, touch on a little bit more about that and try and convince people because I really want to give it another go as well. <laughs> yeah, so when I started yoga, I've been a very anxious person all my life. A person who I like to do things, I'm never quiet. So you can imagine that the first time I did yoga was so difficult for me. Because I couldn't even remain quiet at all. <laughs> I'm like that, yeah. It's basically the movement of the body, right? So it can, because you improve flexibility and strength. Uh, for me, it was reminding me the practice of uh, gymnastics. So it was more about, in a sense, a workout. But then when I started going more into the, fi- the philosophical aspect, the movement with the breath, more like the benefits that it gives you as a whole being, I started switching my mindset and I can definitely tell you that for me after that certification was nothing to do with the physical aspect. It was more in an internal aspect of really using the practice to slow down, to listen to yourself, because when you are able to really listen to yourself and get to know yourself, which is a difficult part, that's when you have the choice to really decide where you are going and build a life that you want. And of course, breath is so important. Like we take breath for granted. Breath is something that we unconsciously do, but then because we unconsciously do, we don't give importance sometimes, right? And breath really uh, drives our life. So you can imagine when you are anxious, if you control with your breath, yeah, everything slows down and you start feeling better, right? So that's how you can be, become more mindful to yourself And everything comes to basically being mindful about where you are in the present. Really, sometimes we have so many things in our heads. So really trying to remove all this fuzziness from the head, start breathing again and focusing on where we are right now. How am I feeling right now? What's happening within me? Right. Basically, it's bringing consciousness to all the things that you are feeling and acknowledging what you are feeling. Because one of the biggest shifts for me as well is that I guess we live in a, in a society that everything needs to be perfect. And sometimes it's, it feels that we cannot really be humans, right? So uh, Canada, I feel one of the biggest things that has been teaching me is that through struggle, I've learned become to be more vulnerable, to, fe- mm-hmm. to be more empathetic and to really open up. So when I am struggling, I share it. Yes. And I ask for help, which is really difficult sometimes, right? So uh, through yoga, I feel like one of the things that I've been uh, sharing and I've been encouraging people to do is really be vulnerable because at the end of the day, sometimes we are struggling with things that we feel that we don't want to share because we may feel like weird or we are different or people are going to judge us. And then when we open up, we realize that so many people are going through the same thing. So exactly. No one is alone. say like the first three words and someone will be like, me too, straight away. It's (laughs) just so funny. And it's so, yeah, that's so powerful because sometimes you don't even know what you're struggling with because you're just go, 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 go. And there's no downtime, you know, there's no time to actually sit and analyze the the emotions that you're feeling or the struggles you're going through. You don't even allocate that time to reflect on those things. So moving across the world is a huge deal. And I myself have always said to people too, that it's so important to actually acknowledge, like what you said, 
acknowledge what you're going through and then you know listen to what you need and and to make sure you're actually giving yourself that self-reflection time I agree and it is a skill that you have to train yourself because you know emotional maturity and understanding what you're feeling and reflecting on it and all of that stuff is is really difficult as humans in today's world so yeah it's obviously clear that that yoga is a great way to to tap into that yeah I mean even of course when you when you grow and and you are very interested in personal growth there are so many things that come into place and the more conscious that you are about who you are and you can listen even more consciously about the voices in your head and w- decide whether you are listening to one or another. I think that can make a big difference too because then once you you accept what's going on within yourself, you can really make the choice to do one thing or another. Yeah, exactly. Or just having a breakdown because you've put too much pressure on it and then you just think that you're failing at it and then you end up going back and or you know taking the wrong path. So... Yeah, I absolutely love the path that you've ended up taking, you know, moving to Canada, discovering yeah. this new passion. That's so awesome. It just shows that you just, you know, you're trying new things, being consistent with it, and then you enjoy something and it's it's changed your life. So now you're passing that passion on to others by teaching and then soon to be launched Newcomers Through Yoga community. Yay, yes. I'm so excited for yeah, you. Tell too. us about <laughs> the community and your goals behind it. Yeah, so basically, um, through all this journey in Canada, I'm consulting in design, uh, teaching at university as well. Uh, I'm doing a lot of things around team building. Like, I love uh, basically bring people together. And since I started teaching yoga, what I realized and also conducting all these workshops is that I love bringing people together. I love guiding people. I feel like my energy really shifts and I'm another person. And Mm -hmm. I believe that's because it comes from a place of love and honesty. And teaching yoga, of course, uh, because it's something that it helped me so much when I came here. I always say say that it changed my life and it can do that for so many people that uh, in 2020, after thinking about it for so many months, I was like, I really want to launch this. But at the time, I was still working full time as a designer, so I couldn't really spend time, like much time on it. Uh, But I started the community. I was like, I'm going to launch a community for newcomers who really want to get into the practice of yoga. And we are going to do classes together. Uh, I'm going to be guiding them the same way that it helped me. And then my purpose at the time was really that to bring people together who really struggle here or that they just really want to make friends uh, to make them feel more supported, to make them feel that they have a family here, that they are not alone. And obviously yoga is a healthy practice that you can practice at any time, individually, in groups. And it's a way to really reduce the stress because I know that we have so much stress here. Uh, It's more, it's basically a way to bring mindfulness into your life. So why not? And uh, I started promoting this in January online because at the time it was still cold in Canada. (laughs) So we started doing a few classes virtually. At the time, I was still struggling too. So the community was there. But in summer, when things opened up and everyone was ready to go outside, I started doing classes outdoors every single weekend. And that was so nice. Like In Toronto, right? In Toronto. So we started practicing mm-hmm. at different parts in Toronto. So it was a way to really practice together, but also to get to know different parts in Toronto. Because so many people who actually join the community, community 
uh, just landed in Canada, but then because of the pandemic, they couldn't really meet friends. So that was a big thing for them. And I'm so happy because the energy that we got was so powerful. I see nowadays so many people that they are still getting together. They got friends. Uh, we have a private group in, in, on Facebook. And then people mm -hmm. there, we have more than 200 people. They just share things. Uh, I've been sharing a lot of vulnerable moments too. So people really open up. And I've heard about people like, oh, because you have been opening up, it really encouraged me to do mm -hmm. so. So it's very nice because you see people coming together, helping one another, just going for coffees, practicing together. And yeah. now that I've been in Spain, because I was preparing all this to get ready, because I need to really focus my energy on building this in a, in a, in a bigger way to have a bigger impact. So yes, basically this time uh, we are going to be announcing on July 1st through uh, a live session on Instagram at uh, Newcomers Through Yoga. So really providing a service to people who just move to a new country, who feel maybe alone or they just want to start with the practice of yoga and they want to get surrounded by family or friends or people in the same situation, basically expanding their social network in a healthy way. So uh, we are preparing so many things uh, coming up. Basically, we're going to have a lot of activities, a lot of classes, a lot of professionals involved as well. But I want, don't want to give much detail here because that's going to be a surprise for next week. But uh, very excited, to be honest. Yeah. Amazing. And I love that newcomers can support other newcomers by participating yeah. in their classes. So you're going to be bringing people in and you can learn from each other, which exactly. I think is amazing. Um, and like you mentioned, like, I was in Toronto at the weekend and I met this big group of internationals and they all knew each other after meeting through your community that you yeah. created. So you're not only you know, connecting instructors with class goers, you're, you're connecting now though there's friendships and support circles and, and networks for newcomers to Canada. So yeah. I love, we have this exact same shared goal and I think it's magical. I'm so happy I met you because we both have that same passion that, you know, we need to be vulnerable and share the emotions involved. And, um, yeah, we just go together like a dream. I'm so happy. Um, I'm really, really happy too, because I always say that pe life brings you the, the people that you need at the right time. And I think that we mm -hmm. met at the right time and I'm really excited for this too. And for me, it's not only about yoga. Of course, yoga is the main uh, tool that it's going to be used to really cope with the stress, to really listen to yourself. And that's something, it's a practice a way of living that I want people to really integrate into their lives. But it's more than that as well. It's like everyone coming together, helping one another and just be there for one another, basically, and allowing everyone to really uh, express themselves, have empathy. I think empathy is a big thing. And also because talking about emotional intelligence, it's something that it's so important that sometimes it's so hard to manage emotions that we believe that emotions that feel weird in our bodies are bad but they are not bad they're just telling us information right so really trying to navigate all together through all these emotions through all these situations for the good and the bad and just basically walking together through this life in Canada which I feel like it's something amazing that we had all the opportunity to have so why not to do it together right so yeah exactly 
Exactly. I could, couldn't have said it better myself. So yeah. <laughs> where, where can people find you if you're listening to this this episode? And, you know, you mentioned you've got the big announcement on July 1st. So you'll yeah. go into much more detail about the membership and what you're going to be offering. Yes. Um, but where can they find you? How can people join? Tell us all of the good stuff. Yes. So for now, July 1st, we are going to be doing a live session on Instagram, which is uh, newcomers through yoga. And it's through THRU, right? So yeah, it's not we'll through, put it in the show exactly, notes. Exactly, <laughs> yes. It's not right. I, it's not written specifically as a word. Yeah, it has a, it's, it's a little bit different. But basically, July 1st, we are going to be sharing uh, what's coming up, basically, uh, making this more visible uh, to everyone. Uh, and then all the activities that we are preparing for this summer, which are going to be amazing. And then what's to come, basically. So hopefully many, many people can join us so we can really uh, enjoy this together and just have fun and support one another. So that's going to be amazing. amazing. So there's the local in-person events in Toronto, but then there's also the virtual events as well, right? So if yeah. people are listening and they're in BC or even exactly. overseas and you're thinking of moving to Canada, um, if you want to you know, join the community, there's virtual stuff and then the local stuff. Exactly. So we are going to be everywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> don't get discouraged if you're not in Toronto, because of course, Canada has uh, many months of winter as well. So we are going to be doing so many things in winter time as well. You can join us as well, and we are here for you. So stay tuned yes. because it's going to be so nice. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Well, yes, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on the show. There is a little bonus with this episode. There will be a live Q&A with us both within yes. Elizabeth's community. So that's next Tuesday, July 6th. So Elizabeth's going to announce it on July 1st. Then you can come and hop on to uh, the live Q&A with us both within the community, and we can have some more one-on-one time with everyone who's interested in hearing more from us and learning more about the community as well so yes it's a pleasure as always Elizabeth thank you so much and again I'm so happy that you're part of uh, this community as well because that's what it is so thank you for inviting me to your podcast and excited that we are going to be doing things together yes right back at you yes. <laughs> have a wonderful day <laughs> thank you have a nice day bye guys Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.